0: In case you missed it, my 12-week ketogenic video training program for women, Happy Keto Body, is now open for registration, but only for a few days. You can get more details at happyketobody.com. If you've been watching what I've been sharing over the last few weeks, you may already realize just how valuable this opportunity is and that it will only be available for a very short time. This is your chance to finally take the guesswork out of the ketogenic diet and end your frustration to master holistic keto, balance your hormones, lose weight, and feel awesome. When you join Happy Keto Body, you'll get access to the entire 12-week program with over 21 hours of totally new online video modules, access to convenient blood work testing and analysis by a doctor, 12 in-depth special guest interviews, downloadable worksheets, recipes, and meal plans to streamline your keto day every day, plus a supportive community of keto sisters to motivate and encourage you along the path to pure keto joy. And you get a bunch of free guides with your membership, including high carb to keto food swaps, how to calculate your macros, traveling with keto, unplanning your keto meals, customizing fat intake for optimal weight loss, learning how to eat intuitively, and so much more. In total, you get access to over $200 in free bonuses. When you discover the perfect keto plan for you using Happy Keto Body, it makes all the difference between struggling, feeling frustrated and falling off the wagon or overcoming your frustrations and imbalances to finally get the healthy, sexy body you want. All details can be found at happyketobody.com and I'm super excited to see you on the inside. Okay, now on to the podcast you're listening to episode number 72 of the keto diet podcast today we're chatting about why a sense of community is so important when you're eating keto should you stay keto always 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 the easiest way to look at fasting the mistakes everyone makes when they first start keto and how to overcome them or avoid them completely and so much more so stay tuned Hey, I'm Leanne from HealthfulPursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast. Keto is a low carb, high fat diet where we're switching from a sugar burning state to becoming fat burning machines. Starting keto and maintaining it long term can be quite a challenge if you don't feel supported. My 60-day program, The Keto Bundle, provides you with clear step-by-step how-to on successfully adapting to a ketogenic diet, avoiding common ketogenic struggles, and healing your body completely and fully with a ketogenic diet. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash bundle and use the coupon code PODCAST, all in caps, no spaces to get 10% off your order, exclusive for podcast listeners only. Now, let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. This is a Keto Diet Podcast first. I'm actually recording in my car right now, so the quality may not be as good as it always is with the podcast. I don't have my microphone. I don't have any of my setup, but we're making the best of it. I'm here visiting Calgary, Alberta, which is where I'm originally from. My sister recently got engaged. There's lots of stuff happening here at home. And so I traveled up here from Texas, actually, that's where we're located right now. I traveled home from Texas recently, and I'm just here visiting family and trying to get a bunch of stuff done. You know how it is when you head home or you see friends. It's just hustle bustle, and I didn't have enough time to head back to my hotel to set everything up, so I pulled over on the side of the road, and I'm recording the podcast now, so my apologies, but I'm really excited for this episode, and I hope that any quality of audio stuff will just vanish when you hear how awesome today's podcast episode is the show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast e72 the transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode and let's hear from one of our awesome partners I love being Canadian, the home of the true north, strong and free. But gosh, am I jealous that y'all in the U.S. get access to Thrive Market. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you $20 off your first three boxes of groceries, plus free shipping and a 30-day free trial. That's a total of $60 in savings, equivalent of over three tubs of collagen or over four free pounds of cacao butter, or get this, a half year's supply of free digestive enzymes, all for switching to Thrive Market for your online grocery needs. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra $60 off your first three orders plus free shipping, you're going to transform a regular $100 grocery run into an $80 Thrive Market order for three months in a row for the same amount of things. Go to thrivemarket.com slash keto to get your instant $60 off free shipping and a free 30 day membership. This offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes for today's episode to get all the details. I got two announcements today. The first one is really exciting. And I am so thrilled to be able to finally share this with you for the last four years. Basically, since I started keto, I've been marinating and working on the side project since then and i'm finally putting it all together and what this side project is is a 12-week doctor approved ketogenic program that will end all of your keto frustrations the program is focused on helping women kind of move through 12 solid weeks of eating keto so i am there as well as my friend dr nina is there to help guide you through the way It's a video training program, it's really exciting. The first six weeks are geared toward setting up keto in a way that works well for you and your body and the following six weeks are focused on healing your body from gut issues, adrenal dysfunction, thyroid dysregulation, and so much more. I'm so excited to be sharing this program with you. I've been working my butt off since the book launched last April to really pull this all together and get it going, and it's going to be epic. So if this sounds of interest to you, if you've been looking for coaching and more of a community aspect within your ketogenic diet and you're looking to go further into it, I highly suggest that you check out healthfulpursuit.com slash member to sign up to be one of the first to know more about when the program launches very soon. The second announcement, and you guys ask for this every time I interview somebody that owns a business that happens to own a business that's also nutrition related. So I just wanted to get this off the table that the guests that I am interviewing today, Victor and Christopher are the owners of Keto Cookie, but this isn't a sponsored episode Whatsoever. I met Keto Cookie back at Expo in 2017, Expo West, where my sister and I headed down to Anaheim to eat a lot of food and meet with a lot of brands that we totally love. And Keto Cookie was one of them. And I just, I loved the way that they approached keto. I really enjoy the sense of community that they have, not only with Keto Cookie, but just themselves as individuals. And I thought it would be such A great opportunity to bring their voice to our community. They met up with me on my book tour and brought keto cookies for absolutely everyone in the audience. And this was like the biggest book signing that we had. And the keto cookies just kept coming. They are so gracious with everything that they put out there. And anytime I have someone on the podcast, it's because I think they have insight that is worth bringing to the table. Sometimes those insights are on par with my own, and sometimes they differ. But either way, they never influence the heart of the podcast. So with that said, our guests today are Christopher and Victor, who went on a ketogenic diet, lost fat, and felt amazing, but they had a hard time finding something sweet and ready-made. So with health in mind, they invented Keto Cookie, a tasty gluten-free, non-GMO treat with less than 2 grams of sugar per serving. Sadly, I've never been able to try Keto Cookie because they use... Three ingredients that I really can't eat. The first is butter, the second is almond flour, and the third is eggs. I've been doing more of an AIP keto for a while, and I just find that eggs are so hard on my body. Same with almond flour, and I am severely allergic to dairy. I know, it's super unfortunate, so I can't even try it. But Kevin, my husband, loves keto cookie. Anytime he has one, he gets really excited. So with that said, let's cut over to the interview. qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. Hey guys, how's it going?
1: Great. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks. Lisa. Yes,
0: it's it's been a long time coming. We met like over a year ago, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today.
2: We're yeah, we're we're excited. It's been it, it is like almost like a, a year, a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
0: got to be a year. This is crazy. It feels like it's been a lot longer, but for listeners that may not be familiar with you, too, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourselves?
1: Sure, Chris. Yeah, so um, I uh, used to be a chronic napper before. I used to have these nap attacks, and I didn't really understand it at, in the beginning. I, I would take naps like after meals, during my classes uh, when I was in school, and and uh, my my parents thought I had an issue. I was like, oh well, it's not, it's really nothing, and um, then I like discovered keto uh, on a podcast, and they're like, oh, more energy, you know, uh, has uh, removed brain fog, and I was like, oh, I definitely want to try this thing, and uh, I came back from my honeymoon and I gained maybe six pounds went on keto. I lost eight pounds in two weeks. Now that I understand it now, it was probably water weight, but the biggest thing that stood out for me was uh, the amount of energy that I had and I was no longer napping. <laughs> it's so weird because that was like my routine. It was like, have lunch, 2 p.m., feel tired, and then take a really quick nap. And that was definitely the thing that that got me to stick to keto.
2: Yeah. And so Chris and I used to meet up for coffee a couple of times a week because we had uh, these, which are now side projects, uh, businesses that we would, uh, it gets kind of lonely as an entrepreneur sometimes. So we'd hang out and then he's like, Hey man, I, I tried the keto diet and I lost weight. And for the for the longest time, I had been trying. I guess you can call it yo-yo dieting. I would I would do these sprints where I would lose weight and then I would redline and I just bounce back. I just like gorge. And I decided to to give it a try. And on it, I was able to lose what like forty pounds. And it's been the longest I've ever been able to like like live this way. It's genuinely become a lifestyle. But it all started from us kind of just hanging and saying, "Hey, let's give this keto let's thing try a try." Let's try this thing a try. Yeah.
0: I love that. And I've only known you guys keto, so I can't imagine anything else. It's so strange to think of you like that, because I've only seen you like super spunky and healthy. And I couldn't imagine any of you napping ever. <laughs>
1: so... It was not always like that. <laughs> Oh, the dark days. Oh, the dark days. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: too fun. And today we're going to be chatting a lot about keto diet for beginners and kind of putting ourselves like all three of us like in that space when we first started keto. Really confused, but also excited. Did you have a hard time figuring out like what a carb was and how to avoid carbs? Was that a challenge for either of you?
2: Yeah, I think I think for me, it, at first, the concept of what a net carb was, I was like, "What? What, what are you talking about?" I think was was uh, a little challenging uh, for me. But after after being on it for uh, a couple of weeks, it just became kind of second nature, and I was able to to stick to something consistently, which I'm sure we can talk about in a little bit. What about yeah. you, Chris.
1: The, the net carbs, yeah, absolutely. Because at first it was like, okay, low carb, high fat. Does that mean we can't eat vegetables? I'm like, I thought vegetables were supposed to be good for micronutrients. And later on we understood, like, okay, well, we could subtract fiber now. And so that really was, was really helpful. But it took a little bit of trial and error uh, and looking really doing our research on Google. It's amazing how much information you can find on there. Some of them are bad, but uh, a lot of them are good. And and that really helped us. And also joining a Facebook community, that was another game changer because then people were sharing what what they were doing and they have been on it for a while. So just getting that firsthand expertise from other people was really helpful in learning about uh, how to do it right. Definitely.
0: Mm. And at what point did you think like we need to contribute something to the keto space? Like how did you land on keto cookie? Like what was that experience?
2: So the funny thing and the cool thing about keto cookie is that it started because we wanted to fulfill our own need. So we we talked about meeting up and hanging out and trying this keto thing, but we're like, I miss sweets. <laughs> we're like like we we really uh miss miss dessert. So we decided, why don't we try to create something for ourselves? So
1: what? We were in you, your mom's kitchen. Yeah, so we're like, hey, what do you miss? Uh, cookies. All right. Well, we don't have any baking experience. So we started looking online how to make a, a cookie. And then we're like, well, this isn't keto. This isn't keto. What can we switch it out with? And then so we go to Whole Foods, grab all the ingredients that we need, and go to my mom's kitchen because we're like, hey, I think we need a, a convection oven. I think that's what we need. You know what a convection oven <laughs> is? <laughs> and then we go over there. <laughs> Uh, put on aprons, my mom's aprons, and and we're like just mixing stuff, getting uh, f- almond flour all over the place, sweetener all over the place, and uh, and that was, it was fun. Yeah, so
2: so we created something, and after a bunch of iterations, a bunch of experimenting, we're like, I think we've got something. We liked it. And we're like, I wonder if anybody else would like this. So uh decided to, to test something online and just put something for sale. I don't even remember how much we were, we were trying to sell it for. And we sold, I think, like three the first week. And then the next week, it was like 20. And then like 40. We're like, oh, okay, okay, what's going wow. on?
1: People, people love cookies. People love cookies. <laughs> and
2: we were still buying all of our ingredients retail. So we were losing money on every order. But it showed that people wanted yeah. what we had created for
1: ourselves initially. Yeah, so it's been it's been an amazing process because we've learned a lot from the community. We were initially using maltitol, and for those of you that are just starting out, maltitol is a no no for sugar <laughs> alcohols. It uh, it will raise your blood sugar, and if you have too much of it, you'll be running to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, but we had that, and we didn't know about maltitol at the time. And then the the keto community was like, "Hey, this is a no no." They're like, "No maltitol," and they're just yelling. And, and, and it was a cool experience because we were, we understood like, okay, that's a bad thing. So then we removed that from it and then started adding like a more erythritol. Yep. That's
0: awesome. That's so awesome. And when you first started out with keto and you guys have created this keto cookie, were you tracking your macros? Do you feel like you should track your macros?
2: Okay, so I think this is, a, this is a great question because as somebody who tried a lot of different quote-unquote diets, I don't like to call keto a diet. I really do see it as a lifestyle, is I would overthink things a lot. I wanted things to be perfect. So at first, I would religiously track everything, and because of the nature of what we do, we're traveling a lot and no two days are the same that if I would make a mistake or stumble, I would almost get frustrated and say, ah, screw this. And, 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 uh, you know, get off the bandwagon and then try to get back on. So what helped me at first for the first week or two was not tracking macros until I got momentum. And then it became easier because I was already adopting
1: new habits, which helped me stick to it. So that, that was, that was my journey. What about yeah. you? For me is I started reading labels I wanted to know if I was at least on the right track. So, was I eating enough fat? Was I not eating enough fat? Or was I eating stuff with hidden carbs? One of the biggest surprises was how much sugar is into everything. And that caught me by surprise. Like, I was like, oh, I can have ranch dressing. I'm sure that has a lot of fat. Look in the back and there's like, you know, they had a bunch of sugar in it. So, that was a cool thing is tracking macros. So, I at least know that that's foods that I might have thought didn't have carbs probably – So that was a good good way of getting my bearings on knowing what to eat and what not to eat.
0: Mm, Yeah, mine was coleslaw. I thought like coleslaw it has mayonnaise, cabbage. It's like the perfect keto food. And then in Canada, we don't really have the nutrition information at restaurants. It's not a big deal. But I was traveling in the U.S. when I first started keto, and I got one of those nutrition information. I'm like, how much fat is in this coleslaw? And I'm like, holy moly! There's 23 grams of sugar in coleslaw. Here, I thought it was just cabbage is naturally sweet and I'm so good on my keto diet because I think cabbage is sweet now.
2: That'll <laughs> change things, definitely.
0: Totally. So when you're talking with friends or you're at a social like gathering and somebody, you know, asks you about your diet and you're talking about keto, do you ever describe what keto feels like? Like how do you put that into words?
1: <laughs> it's like it's like feeling Like the clouds have parted and there's like sun all day. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. Wow, that's pretty deep, man. (laughs) That's super deep. Or at least when I'm thinking, it's like one long chain rather than going all over the place, like bouncing all over the place. Because I usually get really distracted. And that was a game changer was not having to worry, like not having to chase... 10 different rabbits, but just chasing just one. And um, also the anxiety, what I noticed too, was a decrease in anxiety. So I tell people like, yeah, I feel less anxious. Like we have this company that we're trying to run. (laughs) We're, We're going 12 hours a day, six to seven days a week and things are breaking, but I feel so calm. It's like, we have the most reason to feel anxious right now. And it's, it's the opposite.
2: We're feeling more calm than we have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember when when you and I would uh, start working together. It's like I'd try to have a conversation with you, and you were just like, "Look, ooh, a bird, ooh, this." Ooh. <laughs> it's not like that anymore. So thank you, keto. <laughs> um, but for- <laughs> calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <Yes. laughs> but, but for me, it's been this consistent energy. So, in addition to working in the business, uh, I have two young kids at home, so I have to get home and still be super dad, and I, I feel like. If it wasn't for keto, I'd, I'd crash, but it's this consistent energy. Chris talked about the thoughts connecting. I feel like, like the, the, the thoughts just flow, right? They mm-hmm. just flow. So at first, what drove me to keto was the weight loss, but what got me to stick around is that mental clarity and that energy. So that's how I describe it.
0: That's amazing. I love that. And when you guys first got started and even today, do you test your ketones? I know you guys did like this awesome ketone test of like getting yourself out of ketosis and eating keto cookies. Um, but let's talk like testing ketones. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, in the beginning I tested with the the strips just to see if I, if I was doing it correctly over time, the strips don't really work because, because I get, I got a fat adapted and, uh, then I stopped, I stopped tracking it or testing my ketones. And it wasn't until we went on our keto cookie fast that we started testing our blood. That was the first time we tested our blood, actually. Yeah,
2: on online yeah, like <laughs> on a YouTube video. It was the first time we ever tested our blood. It yeah. hurt, hurt less than I thought, actually.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so for
2: me, same here. The, the strips, um, and every once in a while I'll like check my breath, especially if we're like at a at a cool conference or something where we're we're testing ketones. But for the most part, being on in this on this journey for a while, I, I can feel when I'm transitioning or when I'm in like a deeper level of of ketosis. So I, I like to keep it as simple as
1: possible.
0: Yeah, good call. Because who has all the time and also the money when you're running a business to be like, hold on a second, guys, I got to test my test my ketones, right? Like think nobody has time for that. Um, okay, let's, let's talk about eating keto because I think a lot of people get super overwhelmed. And we've already chatted a little bit about artificial sweeteners. Uh, maybe let's go there first. What kind of sweeteners do you guys like? Which ones do you not like and
2: why? So uh, I like erythritol and monk fruit extract. Um, those are definitely ones that I like. I used to, before I I really learned what they did is I used to, uh, do a lot of Splenda. (laughs) And that was one where now I realized after I, I had Splenda, I felt all of these like cravings. I felt like I would start to get jittery and that that became a big no-no. So I don't touch that anymore, but usually like, I like
1: monk fruit. Yeah. I usually stay away from the artificial sweeteners. Um, I started like looking up how they affect me, and uh, one, I guess one of the biggest things was that I learned was it affects your microbiome, um, and that's like a whole nother topic. <laughs> but uh, that that can affect like your you know your your fat loss. It can affect your mood. So um, I try to stay away from artificial sweeteners, and the ones that I really like, like Victor said, were erythritol and monk fruit extract.
0: Yeah, those are my favorites too. Or matching. Um, and what about... So you guys craved cookies when you first got started. Did you miss other carby foods? Or are you like strictly cookie monsters? That, that's the only thing that you missed from your pre- previous
2: life. Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, cookies and... Ice cream. Definitely. Um, I mean, now there's other, now there's options or at least there, they might've, there might've been options then, but I just didn't really know about them. Now there's like Halo Top, which does have some sugar, but it's still a lot better than, than, you know, regular sugar ice cream. So for me, it was cookies and ice cream. Mine
1: was a uh, pizza. I really miss pizza. Um, luckily there's a fathead pizza and it's really easy to make. Uh, my wife loves it because it literally takes, maybe five minutes prep and then another maybe 10 minutes to bake it and it's done. It's so easy. And it's just almond flour, mozzarella cheese, cream cheese, and then whatever toppings you put on it.
0: I'm so jealous that you guys can do dairy. Every time people talk about a fathead pizza, I'm like darn this body allergic to dairy, it sucks. Because <laughs> it sounds so good. And what about fatty drinks? Like, do you drink them often? I mean, I love the combo of cookies and fatty drinks. And it doesn't surprise me that you like ice cream because your Instagram feed has a lot of ice cream and cookies on it. <laughs> so, but what about fatty drinks?
2: So uh, for me, my, my go to is, um, I mean, I like coffee with um, grass-fed butter and some MCT oil. If I'm in a rush, I'll just do uh, some heavy cream with coffee. But uh, I I started uh, intermittent fasting a couple of months ago. And and if I'm not able to have a morning where I can just cut out everything until lunch, I'll just
1: do like a a fatty coffee. It's become a staple for me. Yeah. And I really like the taste of coffee. So I try to keep it black. um, But all I add is MCT oil. So usually I'll have like this insulated container and just put MCT oil in it and then go to a coffee shop and then get some really uh, fresh coffee from there and stick to that. Yeah, he travels everywhere with that container. So he's got MCT oil <laughs> on I wish it like was 20%. easier to get MCT oil. Like, just, to, I wish they had it at the bar, you know, like, hey, we have half and half and MCT oil over here.
0: Wouldn't that be amazing? Have you tried MCT oil powder though? Because that is awesome to travel
1: with. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have some MCT powder and it's, it's pretty amazing because it mixes really well.
0: Yeah, I keep it in my yeti mug and everywhere I go, Starbucks will just fill out my coffee in my yeti mug. It already has MC two oil powder in there. Whereas oil, they always dump it out. I don't know why they but they're just like, oh, it was dirty. I'm like,
2: No. no. Oh shoot. It's gold. <laughs> like they don't ask. So like, oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Brutal. More on my interview with Victor and Christopher after this message from one of our podcast partners. Whether I'm on the go or at home in the RV, a good keto snack goes far beyond whether or not it fits my macros. I love snacking on foods that I know do right by my body. And that's why I love Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks. Each keto-friendly stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs to keep my gut healthy and happy, plus support my immune system. They come in a variety of awesome flavors. My personal favorite is summer sausage. Paleo Valley is offering 20% off their fermented beef stick snacks to listeners of the Keto Diet Podcast. Just head on over to paleovalley.com slash keto to get your instant 20% off. Unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all the details. And do you, are you guys always in ketosis or now that you have adapted and you're fat adapted, do you slide in and out of ketosis or what's, what's your relationship with that?
1: Yeah. So I uh, try to stay on keto maybe 90% of the time. Sometimes like I'll go off keto, maybe there's like a social event and I'm like, you know what, today I'm just going to call it a yes day. But it's, it gets really tricky because then it, immediately turns into an oh-no day <laughs> where I have just way too many carbs. But the, the thing that, that gets me to stick to keto is like the feeling I have afterwards because then I start getting all like tired and wanting a nap. And then sometimes I get headaches when I have too many carbs. And then it kind of reminds me of just how good keto is. And we kind of experienced this when we went two weeks off of keto. Remember that? Just to get a baseline for a keto cookie experiment. And and it just felt horrible. I was like, I, I can't function. I can't think. I can't do any work. So, yeah, sometimes I go off it. But if I go off it, it's like barely off
2: it. And so for me, I, I do transition in and out, let's say, maybe once every every two weeks. I used to, I think my relationship with food has changed in a good way. So in the past, especially when I was starting, if I would cheat or slip up, I would get this anxiety feeling, oh, I, again, it, it failed or, or I've lost all momentum. But um, lately, Chris called it a yes day. You know, if every once in a while we have a yes day and because I've, successfully gone back into keto and and stuck with it for for a while, I I don't see it as a failure anymore. I just see it as a part of the overall, the long term. So it's like I see keto being a lifestyle. And because of that, I don't freak out so much about when I transition in or out every few weeks.
0: Yep. That's how I do it too. Life is way too short. (laughs) So true to like be so caught up in it. You mentioned the keto cookie experiment. Tell us more about what this was.
2: Okay. So... (laughs) We, we decided to put our, our money where, where our mouth was, and we decided to eat nothing but keto cookies for seven days straight. Uh, so it was water. Uh, some electrolytes and keto cookies so before we started this experiment for about two weeks we went off of keto and we I mean we ran the opposite way we ate like garbage we felt horrible and it was right before we were about to launch something big on the website too so we needed this energy to, to work but we decided to to try and what was the,
1: what was the protocol that we were doing yeah so we were Uh, First, we started eating whatever, and it was like pizza, hamburgers. And then when we went back into keto, he said, all right, we're going to eat 16 keto cookies a day, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) any flavor that we want. uh, But it has to be 16 keto cookies or 1800 calories, just to say that we maintain our calorie intake. So we would do that first, like my, my strategy was to eat um, two cookies every hour. <laughs> oh, <geez.
0: laughs>
2: and mine was, let's, let's front load it. So I I wanted to eat as many as I could up front and then space the rest out uh, throughout the rest of the day. Day one was
1: okay. <laughs> day one was okay, but I, I knew this was going to be really difficult. It's really hard to have something sweet on your palate the entire day. Like I was craving like eggs. I was craving like Chicken. <laughs> I had all these savory cravings, so it was really hard. Even for, at least for me, for so, since uh, day one, it was challenging. My daughter was eating, <laughs> was eating eggs in her in her uh, in her
2: seat, and I felt like my mouth was salivated just watching her eat her scrambled eggs. I'm like, oh man, I just like just want to take just want to take a piece, just one piece. <laughs> um, but I, I hit keto flu pretty bad. Uh, I learned the hard way that I wasn't having enough uh, electrolytes, so it was a learning experience. But by, was it day three or day four that we tested? I believe day three. Day three. And so that's when we tested for the first time with uh,
1: the Precision Extra to actually take our blood. Yeah, that was our first time ever testing. And uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the testing, 0.5 is when you're in ketosis. We were at three, like I was at 3.9. I was like at 2.5 or
2: 2.6 millimolars. Just... Eating keto cookies and drinking water—it's
1: almost as if we were fasting the entire time. So, which was it was a, a trip for us? Yeah, definitely. So, well, what do we do So, there? what
0: you need to do is put together like a keto cookie fasting kit, and it's a five-day <laughs> <laughs> kit. <and> you can <laughs> get it this way. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it,
2: it was awesome. Will we do it again?
1: Nope. But we're happy we, did. <laughs> we tried it, and it's was it was it's cool to do it once.
0: Yeah, and it really goes to show that, you know, you can you know, in a way, have your cake and eat it too, of like, you can have the sweets, when you know, you are craving those sugary things, you can have those sugary things. And I know, especially, I know, when I first got started with keto, I was all about the fat bombs, because I was coming from a place where it was no big deal to eat a Costco size bag of jelly bellies on a weekend, (laughs) like, it was bad. So you can't expect to go from eating a Costco size bag of jelly bellies to then having no sugar whatsoever, no sweet things. I mean, I craved fat bombs like crazy. And I think that's a really good opportunity. And it shows that you can have those things and still stay keto if they're made with the right ingredients. Like you guys said, by using the right sweetener, it's a lot better of a product because of it. Definitely. Awesome. So you guys mentioned eating frequency a little bit, Um, you know, fasting, when did fasting come into play for you guys when you were starting to eat keto?
2: For me, I'd say it was about Maybe six months in, I was making good progress, and I um, I kind of plateaued, and I had gone. I think it was to Low Carb USA, and I was talking to to uh, one of the guys from the Aspie, um, and they were men talking about intermittent fasting. And what sold it for me was how much simpler it made everything. It says, if you're fasting, you're not losing weight because you're eating less. You're just condensing what you eat into a smaller window. So the thought of eating just twice a day versus three to four times and making life so much simpler had me hooked. And I did it. And when I did it, um, the, like the fat loss accelerated for me.
1: Yeah, it just definitely simplifies things. You don't have to worry about breakfast uh, before it's like, oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It could be if your eating window ends earlier. Uh, but yeah, just to worry about eating twice a day, that made it so much easier, especially especially since we're on the go. Always Being always on the go, it makes it really challenging when you're trying to fit in all these meals. Like we used to worry about like, oh, when's when are we going to snack next or when are we going to have the next meal? Yeah. And it was nice to not have to worry about food all the time.
0: Yeah, especially when you're working. I know for me, when I'm having like busy periods or on the book tour, oh my gosh, I pretty much fasted for like four weeks. (laughs) Like there wasn't a lot of eating happening. But do you guys fast every day or do you, you know, some days you have breakfast, some days you don't? What's
2: that like? For me, I I, I like to be just very consistent, almost robotic, where I don't have to think about it. So I fast uh, six days a week, maybe seven days a week. And I know Chris is a little more uh, intense. we to talk about your your full
1: day fast. Mine's a little more flexible. Um, I try to have an eight hour eating window during the weekdays, except for Monday. So I, I have a bass. I usually play basketball on Sundays and it and I typically get really hungry the next morning. So I try to listen to my body. If I'm feeling like really hungry, then I'll go ahead and have breakfast. But if I'm not. If I could go with just coffee and MCT oil in the morning, then I'll stick to that and then wait till lunch and then have dinner. And then when things get really intense at work, I'll wait. Like sometimes I forget to eat and then I'll, I'll, eat during dinner time. And that's when I just eat all my calories or at least most of it.
0: That's amazing to just hear how different everyone's body is. Because if I did that, my stomach would hurt all the time. Like just all the time. So it's cool to see how how different the protocol can be. Okay, meals. What do you guys do if you have, because you're busy, both of you are super busy. What do you do if you only have like 10 minutes to make a full meal? Like, What's your favorite go-to keto thing?
1: I mean, the typical one is... uh eggs, bacon, and avocado, and spinach. And then, um, but if I'm feeling like I want something more, I'll have salmon. Salmon surprisingly cooks really quickly. You could just season it real quickly, with salt and pepper, put it in the oven at high heat, and it'll be ready in 10 minutes. For me, it's uh, it's chorizo and
2: eggs. So it's a, like Mexican sausage. I'll uh, I'll break it up and I will fry it. And after it's really crispy, I throw the egg in. And it's a keto glorious. Sounds amazing. It's really good. It's really easy (laughs) to.
0: That sounds really good. I'm so hungry. Um, (laughs) It's been a really long day. Um, Okay. Prada. What kind of products did you use when you first got started? Did you wait a little while? Like I'm thinking like the MCT oils and MCT oil powders, exogenous ketones. Did you get into it right away or did you wait?
1: I got into MCT pretty quickly after um, hearing about it from the community. And then exogenous ketones came a little later. Um, I tried it, it like I, it would mess with my stomach if I had too much too quickly. So I didn't really take it as much only before my basketball games, where I would take like a tiny little bit just to give me a boost. And I was experimenting with that. that that helped out um a little bit uh i've done uh pretty much mct oil
2: i have experimented a little bit with exogenous ketones so i've been doing a lot of uh fasted exercise lately so those those times when i feel like i need a little boost i will uh take some minutes uh it's been it's been pretty cool it's like this surge of energy that that helps
0: Yeah, that's awesome. For me, it was exogenous ketones. I didn't try until like three years into keto. But I mean, when I started keto, there wasn't there was like, two people on the internet talking about keto <laughs> so it's definitely come a long long way but I, I've seen them be really helpful for people when they're first getting going if they can't get into ketosis and they're just like in that funky space of keto flu and not feeling good and still craving stuff but I think you know there's nothing wrong with waiting a while and then getting a hang of things and then trying new stuff so you don't get super overwhelmed because now I mean I couldn't even imagine going keto in 2018 like there's there's so much Information out there that it can be hard to figure out which steps would be best for you, which protocols. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. I'm sure you guys see that too.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And and especially uh, when people are telling you that their way is the only way, (laughs) it's Mm. kind of when it's like, ah, okay, uh, you know, be careful. Yeah, run the other way.
0: (laughs) Go, go quickly. (laughs) More on my interview with Victor and Christopher after this message from one of our podcast partners. I like to take extra precautions to support my gut during cold and flu season. The stress of daily life, work and traveling can take a toll on anyone's immune system. And none of us have time to get sick. Am I right? I like to take a strong probiotic as a way to repopulate my healthy gut bacteria, which leads to a stronger immune system. Wolf Clinic Royal Flora is my choice for soil based probiotics. Wolf Clinic is offering 20% off their probiotics to us and Canadian listeners of the keto diet podcast head to healthfulpursuit.com slash gut and use the coupon code gut all in caps no spaces at checkout to receive 20% off unsure of the link simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all the details so a lot of people, especially in the first couple of months, as they're trying to figure out how keto feels in their body, we hit a lot of obstacles. And one of them, I would love to maybe ask you, like, what are the major mistakes you made when you first got started that you would advise people not to do?
2: The the first one was, was trying to be perfect. <laughs> so I, I, I would almost obsessively write down and plan every, every meal for seven days. And then if I was driving and I got held up in a meeting and now my plan was off, it would really uh, make it stressful for me. So that, and then, uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, macadamia nuts, but that became something where it was really easy to eat a lot of them. So in the beginning, those were two of the things that, that assembling uh, blocks for me.
1: Yeah. For me is, uh, just, Thinking I could just eat all the fat and the bacon that I want, you know, and just go crazy with it. Um, and I used to think like, oh, wait, if if I can burn off all this fat, then the calories don't really matter. Um, so that was one of the mistakes that I made. Uh, and then I really uh, later I realized that I do have to keep track of my calories still, maybe not as as before, but to keep track of just how much I was eating.
0: Mm, yeah, that's awesome. I made the similar mistakes. I think my big mistake, and we touched on this earlier, was I thought that fasting also meant not eating as much. So I was trying to reduce my calories to like 1,200 a day while practicing yoga probably four hours a day and also fasting. Silly lady. Bad choice, bad choice. And I mean, you see that all the time. And then they get four or five, six months in, and they're binging, or they're losing their hair like crazy. And they're like, what's going on? It's like, you're not eating enough. <laughs> so it can go the opposite way too. Um, it sounds like you guys didn't have an issue with committing to keto. Did you like, was it pretty easy for you to be like, okay, we're buddies, and we're gonna do keto together and life is good. And you never look back? Or were there struggles along the way of like committing to this?
2: It was definitely easier to have a buddy that you see a lot that's doing it. In the, I say the first one or two months, I I would keep kind of falling off of it. So it's been now months in where, where I've built these habits, but in the beginning it was, it was hard again, because if, if it wasn't perfect, I'd get frustrated with myself. Or if there wasn't a, like a burger joint, which now I think back to burger joints everywhere. But if there was, if I was at a restaurant and I didn't see a keto option, I was like, Oh, okay. You know what? Uh, Let me, let me try something else where, where now I look at it and it's easier to, customize the menu to what I need. So in the beginning, I, I struggled, especially like the first month or two. You saw me when I was when yeah. I was struggling.
1: Yeah. Because um, I started maybe about two months um, before. It, it was fairly easy for me to commit because I noticed how big of a difference it changed in, uh, in my energy level. I was like, wow, this is what good energy feels like. How come I didn't discover this, you know, within the 30 years, 31 years I've been alive? And so it was like a whole new world for me that I was looking at it differently. And the, especially the decrease in anxiety that I was having before I would just stay in bed, you know, try to talk, have to talk myself out of it because I, I probably had high cortisol levels. Um, on a high carb diet, and then I would take naps to avoid stuff. And with this, I just felt like the anxiety went down. So I was like, I was like, okay, I'm committed to this because I just feel so much better eating keto. And then, you know, once I started telling Victor about it, and and he, you know, he said, Well, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? And I was like, Never remember that conversation we're having, or like, hey you know, uh, don't overthink it. And then once we stopped overthinking it, it just became easier, right? Yeah. So that
2: conversation led to my, my first, like my first two months, it was just worry about getting breakfast right. And then if I got breakfast right, it was a success. So I got breakfast right for a week. All right, now breakfast and lunch. Okay. Then breakfast, lunch and dinner. And once I was there, I was like, Oh, wow. Like I had just built so much traction, so much momentum that it became easy. So small steps, the progress versus perfection really helped me a lot.
0: I love that because I'm the type of person that when I decide to do something, I just do it. Like there's no, there's no nothing. I don't have to talk myself through processes. I just get it done. But I love that you pieced it together with the different meals. Whereas the type of person who goes like balls to the wall when they first get started, I didn't have issues in the first year. But after that, I found it so hard to stick to and when I got stressed, I would fall off and fall off again and I think to your point is like as soon as I started feeling like okay, this doesn't need to be perfect and just, you know, do the best keto that I can do, then it became a lot easier. So I'm happy you touched on that too. That's awesome. We were chatting about community a little bit and how when you first got started with your business, you were chatting with the keto community asking them like what things are best or worst or whatever. What are your best ways to find a sense of community? Because I know you guys are really, really passionate about the keto community and connecting people in keto that may not know that they're keto when they meet each other.
1: When first starting, um, it was just Facebook groups and Instagram. Really, is was like, okay, let me follow this keto hashtag mm-hmm. and see what people are eating and then going off of that and then commenting. It's really good it's really important to have that because there's a sense of solidarity and to know that you're not in it alone. Cause if I were to tell my, my parents at that time, like, Hey, I'm eating a lot of fat <laughs> and they would look at me like, Oh, you're going to have a heart attack. You know, you're going to have a stroke. So I couldn't really say it to them. And so really came down to my community to the community online that really helped out a lot and then once we started going to different events and meeting more keto people then we started to see more and more people in person and talk and talk about our own experiences and hear their stories yeah so if I was starting
2: over and didn't have a keto cookie and I wanted a community online was great but If you're willing to go to one of these keto conferences, like a Low Carb USA or a Ketocon that's one of the best ways to feel like like, like you're home because so many times you feel different because of what you're eating. And if you do that and you're actually able to find people to hang out with on a regular basis, I think that's what, what makes a, a difference. If all your friends are on keto and then they're working out and they're doing stuff, it's much easier to stick to. So the conferences for me were a game changer. And by yeah, the way- I
0: noticed a lot at KetoCon last year, like people were, oh, I live in that city. I live in that city. And now they like do parties all the time.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> what were you gonna say, Chris?
1: Oh, and by the way, I know I couldn't tell my parents before, but now they're on keto. <laughs> so no way.
0: You got your go- parents to eat keto.
1: Yeah. Because then it started just becoming a daily conversation, like, or dinner time conversation. And then. They're like, oh, I read this article about uh, feeling more energy and uh, I think I want to get on it. I'm like, dad, I've just been talking about it for like two years. It took the article to convince them and their own son makes keto cookie. (laughs) Yeah. So it was really cool. It was really uh, cool to have them on board. Yeah. For Christmas, I got my dad like this big old jar of uh, avocado oil, got him some olive oil, coconut oil, and then MCT oil. And and then also, like the, the ketogenic Bible just for them. And it's really cool uh, because they got, they jumped on board and tried it out. My dad lost a lot of weight. Um, we joked that he has a six pack, <laughs> 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 but it's been really cool because they, they noticed the differences as well. So
0: that's so awesome. The only complaint I have is why you didn't give them the keto diet and why you chose the ketogenic diet. I Bible. know. <laughs>
1: <I'm just kidding. laughs> I gave
2: my dad the keto diet. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did. I ran okay, you're comp. my favorite.
2: <laughs> All good. Totally
0: cool. <laughs> That's amazing that you were able to get your parents on it. My parents are—they eat more fat, but they would never give up. Like I've tried. I mean, I've been in nutrition for over ten years. There's no helping it. But the fact you know to watch your friends and family start to be okay with fat, even that is just such a gift. Um, and being able to provide that to them is so cool. What advice would you give to somebody that's just starting off with keto? Like, what's three top tips if you could go back to your past self and shake them and be like, just do these three things, you'll be so much happier? What would it be? Um,
2: for me, I'd say uh, in the beginning, in the first uh, couple of weeks, eat the same thing over and over so that you don't have uh, decision fatigue. It's, it's easy. Focus on progress not perfection easier said than done um and the third one i would say find a community that, that if, if possible f- search for a meetup and just commit to going
1: weekly if they have meetings How about you yeah pretty similar <laughs> um just really if you mess up just to not beat yourself up about it to say okay this is i missed out on this meal but i still have the next meal and really focus on that and just celebrate the wins because it's easy to get caught up into like, oh, I, you know, I, I didn't lose any weight this this week or this 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 month. Um, but to celebrate the other wins that maybe you're feeling more energy because there's more things, more benefits than just the scale. Right. And also have like your go to meals. Like if I'm on the go, where am I going to go? That way I don't have to worry about it. Uh, If I'm on the go, I know I'm going to have, you know, a protein style burger with mayo. And if I'm in a a social setting, like uh, go to where they have a lot of options, I'll either have a burger or I'll have wings or something like that. Know your go to options. Your defaults, yeah.
0: Yep, I have my defaults and burgers are always one of them. <laughs> okay, two last questions for you guys. What do you think is missing in the keto space right now? Like what do you wish there was more of or less of? What do you think is missing?
1: More ready-to-eat foods. Um, for, for this to really take off, it has to be really easy for people to eat. Um, it, it is pretty easy but it's still we still need to make it a little bit easier by having some more prepackaged foods that are not super processed that use whole ingredients. I think we're moving in that direction, but it still has a long way to go. It'd be exciting once we get there because then I mean, we won't have to worry about looking for a keto uh friendly snack at a coffee shop, you know. And I'd say less um less rigidity. So we talked about people saying it's
2: my way or the highway. I think if if people are open to everybody being different and just testing and seeing how you feel, uh, more people will will be feel welcome to come into the space and give it a shot.
0: That's awesome. And lastly, where can people find
2: you guys? So uh, people can find us at ketocookie.com, K-E-T-O-K-O-O-K-I-E.com and on all social at KetoCookie.
1: Follow us.
0: That's awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Um, everyone listening, the show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash E72. And yeah, guys, thanks so much for joining. Thanks, Thank Leanne. you so much for having us.